In October of 2019, I handled one of my favorite photos. Why did I love it so much? Well, first, it's by Deanne Arbus, one of my very favorite photographers. Second, the subject is just so cute, slash weird, slash funny, that it just resonated with me. In this episode, I'm going to tell you the story of when this photograph crossed my desk and let you in on what I discovered about it. What was this photograph, and why was it so noteworthy? Let's find out in this very special, monster-themed Halloween special of The Expert Eye. The year was 1962, and Deanne Arbus, who became known for her sometimes jarring, square-format, straightforward portraits of anyone from society dames to oddballs, was still really far off from widespread recognition. It wouldn't be for another five years that she would be included in the influential documentary photography exhibition called New Documents at the Museum of Modern Art with fellow photographers Gary Winogrand and Lee Friedlander. In the early 1960s, Deanne Arbus wasn't well known at all. She was making a living from commissions and magazines including Harper's Bazaar and Esquire. In addition to snapping socialites and celebrities such as Mia Farrow and Mae West, she had also been commissioned to take photographs of personalities living on the edges of society, like the heavily tattooed Jack Dracula and the eccentric William Mack, Sage of the Wilderness, who lived in a tiny room on New York's Third Avenue, surrounded by all of his strange treasures. If you're interested in Arbus's work from this time, you can look for a book aptly named Deanne Arbus Magazine Work, which was published in 2005 and fully explores her work from this period. But let's get to the photograph at hand. So one day, I got a call from a client with a photograph that I'd never seen before. It shows five young boys seated on the stoop of a row house. All five boys have rubber monster masks on. The juxtaposition between their youthful clothing and urban surroundings with the goofy, grotesque monster masks, it's funny and endearing. I loved it immediately, even though I had no idea what to make of it. My client told me it was a photograph by Dean Arbus and that he had bought it from a man named Jim Warren. So now, in order to price this thing, I had to get to the bottom of why it was made and when it was made and basically everything about it. So as usual, I started with the physical aspects of the print and just looked for clues. I saw that there were some faint graphite crop marks on the front of the image itself. And when I flipped the photograph over, I saw that there were reproduction notations on the back. So I had a pretty good feeling that this image was a commission for a magazine. I also noticed that the format was 35mm. Why is this interesting? Well, I know that in the early 1960s, Arbus made the switch from a 35mm camera to a medium format camera. If you aren't familiar with camera formats, in really basic terms, a 35mm produces rectangular negatives, while a medium format camera produces super detailed square ones. Those square images are, of course, what she became known for. But since this was not a medium format photograph, it further helped to date the print to the early 1960s. 
and most likely before 1964, when most people agree that she had fully switched over to a medium format Rolleiflex camera. So now I just had to figure out who Jim Warren was. Thanks to my friend Google, I found out that James Warren was a publisher of a magazine called The Famous Monsters of Filmland, which was a magazine that started publication in 1958 and featured articles, publicity stills, interviews, and more. It was aimed at young people, and it was a huge hit. The best part, in my opinion, is the fabulous covers of each issue, which always had a frontal, grotesque portrait of a different movie monster, including Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and The Mummy. Campy, funny, scary, and disturbing all at one time. The magazine had a fan club, and members got a membership card, pin, and mask when they joined. Early club members included Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, which totally makes sense because those young nerds were totally the target audience. Jim Warren's biography, Empire of Monsters, yielded some information on this photograph. Warren needed a photographer to travel to Queens to photograph members of the local chapter of the magazine's fan club. And here's where things get really cool and interesting. Gloria Steinem was an employee of another Warren publication. She heard that he needed a photographer, and she knew of one through her roommate. She suggested that Warren give this assignment to her roommate's friend, who just happened to be Deanne Arbus. Arbus reported to Warren's office in Midtown, got cab fare, and went to Queens. The little boys in the photograph, arm in arm, seated proudly in their rubber monster masks, represent the local chapter of the famous Monsters of Filmland fan club. When I look at this photo, I think, no one else could have taken this photograph but Arbus, and it's so perfectly predictive of the images she would go on to take throughout the decade. After all, at this time, she was just getting warmed up. I dated the print to 1962. Warren held on to it for two more years before he published it in the May 1964 issue, and disappointingly, the photo didn't even carry a credit line. The photograph I was working on was likely the exact photograph that was used in the magazine, since it had the crop marks and reproduction notations on the reverse. There were only two photographs from that assignment, each slightly different, and Warren purchased both of them. Interestingly, the other photograph sold at Sotheby's in 1996, which means this photograph was its long-lost sibling. We placed a pre-sale estimate of $15,000 to $25,000 on the photograph, based on some other early work that had sold in recent years. And I was totally shocked when it ended up selling for a whopping $50,000 against strong competition from multiple bidders. It's always fun to find rare, funky images that you aren't familiar with. And it's especially fun when you get to play detective and uncover its history. I'll be doing more content on Arbus in the near future, so stay tuned. In the meantime, remember, Google cautiously, blacklight judiciously, and do not handle prints while under the influence of intoxicants. This episode of The Expert Eye was written by me, Amy Flieger, and edited by Yvonne Suro in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn.
please visit theexperteye.org to see the photograph by Arbus discussed in this episode and my favorite covers from Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. <laughs>